Uh, before we get to the sermon, I, uh, I wanted to share something. Um, this has been a big week uh, talking about gun control, and I'm going to tell you everything that I believe about gun control. I'm just kidding. I'm just like, oh, God, I really think this is a bad idea. <laughs> and then the next week, there were 14 people here. No, but if you've got your concealed carry, would you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Churches make two mistakes when it comes to talking about current events and hot-button issues like gun control, which has obviously been a national conversation this week. Two mistakes. One is they let current events drive what happens in the sermons, what the topic of conversation every week in the church. That's a mistake. We should not be exclusively a current events church. Um, that's an error. On the other side of the spectrum, uh, the church errs when we say nothing about what's going on in our, in our country and in our world. Um, and pastors, and I found this as I was navigating these issues this week, like, have to walk a really fine line because there are people in this room on, on the issue of gun control, on any number of issues, that believe differently and believe strongly about these issues. And so I, I was thinking, what would be the best and most useful way for me as a pastor to start a conversation within our congregation, didn't that fit so well, about hot-button issues? How, how are we to think in a way that's gospel-shaped about some of the most controversial issues of our day? And so rather than hopping into the issue of gun control and saying, here's my opinion, and you can respond and agree or disagree with that, what I want to do for just a couple of minutes before we get to the sermon is provide a framework for how to approach this. You know, it's like the saying, you could uh, give a man a fish and leave for a day, teach a man to fish, and he'll take care of himself. I'm sure I got that right. We want to be a community shaped by the gospel. We want to be a community that is learning the way of Jesus. And learning is a process. Learning is something we have to wrestle with. And so I put together this little one sheet um, that's, that's going to be a tool. I'll make this available online. I'll send it out this week in our weekly email. And if you didn't check in and you want it, there's a little potentially incentive. Um, this is a framework for gospel-shaped reflection on current events and hot-button issues. So uh, what, are the, what are the most controversial issues out there? Who wants to call one out? Gun what? Okay, thank you. It was said so joyfully. Yeah, abortion, gun control, transgender issues. I mean, you could name any number of things, okay? Um, What's a, here's a framework for gospel-shaped reflection on current events and hot-button issues. If you're a person who already knows everything, this is going to be unuseful to you. <laughs> I can't give you a framework to help you. We're just going to pray for you. But if you're a person who's, who's thoughtful and you, you, want to, you want to think rightly, you may have an opinion, but you say, I, I want to I be aligned with the way of Jesus. I want to think in a gospel-shaped way about any number of issues. Here's a tool for you. And uh, it's painful. It's, it's, it's tough, but I'm going to give it to you. Uh, step one, when you're dealing with an issue of any kind, invite the Holy Spirit to search your heart. This is a big one. Make plain your motivation. Okay, God, what, what's driving me on this? Uh, to make plain your motivation, your attitude, your understanding of a given issue, to reveal the heart of Christ, and to spark creativity for how to respond in the way of Jesus to the glory of the Father. So it's, it's, we're doing some deconstruction. God, help me to understand what's going in my heart. Help me to understand how my experiences and my family and all these things have contributed to how I see the world. 
And we've all been shaped by our lives. We've all been shaped by our, our political affiliation or by our families, by our experiences. Invite the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you. And then I've got, oh, just 14 questions here. Um, prayerfully consider these questions. In what ways has your family of origin, your life experience, your political affiliation, and your relationships, have these affected your thinking on a given issue? Uh, second question, does the Bible address this issue in particular? Are there any principle, principles underlying the issue that the Bible does address? Next one, does your thinking about this issue align with the Ten Commandments? And what's the, what's the significance of that? If, if it doesn't, in what ways? Does your thinking about this issue align with the Sermon on the Mount? You know, Matthew 5 through 7. If it doesn't, in what ways? How does your thinking about this issue better enable you to fulfill the great commandment, which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself? How does the position you've taken on this better enable you to do that? Does your thinking about this issue prioritize the way of love and the flourishing of others or your personal liberties? And I put in here, you can look at 1 Corinthians 10, 23, and 24. It's a great tool there. Here's the next question. To the best of your ability, contemplate how Jesus might approach this issue. Do your actions and attitudes surrounding this issue carry the aroma of Christ? Here's another one. Has the church historically taken a position on this topic? If so, what was that position or what were those positions? And what's the significance of that? Here's an interesting one. Who flourishes and who suffers if your thinking about this issue were to prevail? So if the way, if your opinion on this wins the day, who flourishes, who suffers? Here's another one. If everyone who follows Jesus believed what you believed about this issue, would we get closer to God's kingdom being on earth as it is in heaven? Would we get closer to God's kingdom being on earth as it is in heaven if everybody believed what you believed on that issue? Here's another one. If your personal issues on this, if your personal views on this issue run counter to the teaching of Scripture and the message of Jesus, what is keeping you from changing your view? And then here's a here's a hard question: of what do you need to repent? Here's the next one. This is a, this is a painful one if you feel like you're on the right side of issues. If your personal views on this issue are aligned with the teaching of Scripture and the message of Jesus as best as you understand them. Are you treating with humility, respect, and Christian love those who believe otherwise? Are you treating with humility, respect, and Christian love those who believe otherwise? Here's the next one. Many hot-button issues elicit an either-or response. What creative third-way solutions acknowledge the reality of sin and brokenness in the world while faithfully upholding the teaching of Scripture and the message of Jesus? And then this is probably the most difficult of all. It's easy to criticize something, but now we want to propose something different. In what ways can you, alongside Christ's church, creatively, winsomely, counterculturally uphold and celebrate what is right and good in this situation? And then the last prompt is, as you're thinking about this issue, this situation, ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with wisdom and courage and resolve to obey the teaching of Scripture and the message of Jesus no matter the cost. Make it your resolution. Jesus asked the question, what do you want? Man, my instinct is not to agree with you on this one, Jesus, but I want to. 
Resolve to obey the teaching of Jesus. This would be a great uh, conversation starter. Uh, if you have friends, uh, you want to have dinner this week, um, when it starts getting violent, don't blame me. But uh, use this as a conversation starter. Take an issue or do it in, on your own for, for personal journaling to think through a hot-button issue of any kind and, and measure it up against the person of Jesus Christ. Does, does who you are, does, does your position on this topic smell like Jesus? And because we want to be a community shaped by the gospel that's ordering our lives around the person of Jesus, we're going to do the hard work of asking these kind of questions. And sometimes that, that will often mean sacrifice. A cross-shaped life is sacrificial by definition. And that's who we want to be together.